expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thank you for listening to Our Digital Future. That's every Friday at 4 p.m. Today we have a special guest. Andrew's on the line with us. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for joining us. And we'd love to talk to you about libraries and archives because on Our Digital Future, we like to discuss the future of our information spaces digitally and beyond. Okay. So here we have uh, Andrew Jones, and your official title currently here is the Special Collections and Archives Coordinator. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And how did you get into libraries and archives? What was your path? Uh, well, I first started at uh, UCI as a, as a student in 1994. Um, I was a biology major. And um, my first year, I got my uh, first uh, student job in the library in the uh, preservation department. And I worked there uh, for about uh, three or three and a half years. And uh, I was close to graduating and wasn't sure um, what kind of job I wanted to get, um, you know. And um, at first I was looking around at working at some biotech companies and I wasn't really happy with what I was finding. And then um, I saw a staff position open up in the library in the uh, Science Library Reference Department. And I uh, applied to that and I ended up getting that job and I uh, discovered that, um, you know, I really liked working in libraries and that that would be my uh, career. <clears throat> um, after uh, about a year or so, I got a, uh, a promotion, uh, got a different position in, um, in preservation again. And then um, a year later, I ended up uh, transferring to the Special Collections and Archives Department. And I've been in this department for 10 years now. Oh, wow. 10 years of archiving experience as yeah. a coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've been in that department for 10 years. And uh, a major part of my job is to uh, work on the Special Collections and Archives Reference Desk. And um, I work uh, on the desk alone and uh, answer all reference questions. Uh, Sometimes I, you know, I need assistance uh, from other um, people in the department who might know more about certain subject areas, but um, I'm pretty much on the desk by myself, and um, I help patrons find uh, archival collections that they might be interested in, or, um, you know, books that we might have, or a combination of the two. And what did you need to get into the position you are now, um, degree-wise? Well, uh, Degree-wise, uh, our the former uh, department head um, uh, who uh, got another position somewhere, uh, Jackie Dooley, uh, she um, um, was really looking for people who um, had, uh, you know, a college degree, you know, and um, had an interest in uh, working in the d a department like ours, and, um, you know, that we're that really wanted to engage with the collection. So it wasn't necessarily that you had to have a degree, but um, because you can't really ask for that with that type of position, but they were looking for more desired, uh, you know, type of qualities, like people who really wanted to learn about what we have and had an interest in the archive. So. And I understand you have a Master's of Library Information Science degree? Yes, um, actually, uh, when I started working in... Uh, 
special collections and archives. After a year or so, I realized that uh, libraries would definitely be my career, and uh, hopefully in special collections and archives. Uh, so I, um, I went back and I got an undergraduate degree in history to raise up my GPA uh, up to where I could get into graduate school. And then I um, went to uh, San Jose State Library School and um, got my library science degree from there. And I also got a, I have a uh, master's degree in history from Cal State Fullerton. Oh, congratulations. Did yeah. you need a, like a certificate of special collections or anything? Well, um, there are certificate programs available in archives and other um, related fields, um, but I didn't need to get that in order to get the job. Um, um, but it, it would help uh, depending on the amount of experience you have and that sort of thing. So. so you could be like a subject librarian in history at an academic university. Um, yeah, I could. Um, I could probably be like a, a history subject librarian um, or maybe somewhere in the humanities. Um, I might be able to be one in um, the sciences because of my bioscience uh, degree, but um, um, those type of positions are um, really competitive, um, uh, pretty hard to get. Um, and uh, nowadays they seem to be uh, combining a number of subjects uh, you know, uh, with one person, it's not It's very rare that you would find a position uh, for a bibliographer just in history. They usually have to do more than one subject for um, budget reasons. So. Oh, so then archiving <clears throat> is where your interests lie in yeah. general. Yeah, I'm uh, more interested in continuing to work in special collections and archives. Um, I'm not much of a um, uh, archival processor. Um, it's a Totally, uh, it's a different um, area of the um, archives. I'm more interested in um, working on the reference desk in the special collections and um, helping out with uh, promoting the collection and um, uh, teaching um, um, uh, courses. Uh, you know, we have workshops that help uh, students learn about primary sources and um, using archival material um, with their. Um, with their secondary sources, which are usually journal articles and that sort of thing. So that's where the dis the um, distinction is between an archivist and a librarian. Um, yeah, um, although um, archivists, uh, at least uh, in our um, library, uh, they do work on the reference desk as well because we're a very small um, department. Um, but in larger libraries, usually the archivist just processes collections or oversees um, other archivists or uh, interns who um, help process collections. And then they have separate staff who just do the uh, reference work and that sort of thing. Uh, it, and this is in larger institutions like uh, UCLA or UC Berkeley or Yale or something like that. Yeah. So being there 10 years, have you noticed an increase of audiovisual, film and media, or visual studies materials in the archive? Uh, we are definitely getting um, those more of those types of materials um, in new collections that we um, acquire, um, but those uh, materials um, are very difficult to manage um, because uh, we can preserve them, you know, in the format that they're in um, for a long period of time. But the problem is, is uh, keeping them or transferring them into a format that. Uh, is viewable and you know with today's equipment 
So, um, like VHS tapes and audio uh, reels, um, video reels. Uh, in order to make those available to the public, we have to digitize those, which is extremely expensive to do. Um, you know, for instance, like a uh, hour-long or two-hour-long VHS tape uh, would probably cost about a hundred dollars to digitize. So, if you have, um, you know, ten tapes, that's a thousand bucks. And then, you know, if you have a hundred tapes, that's ten thousand dollars. So, um, and it's not uh, uncommon for collections to have some collections to have twenty or fifty tapes. It just depends. So. Um, Anyway, so um, dealing with um, audio and video materials uh, can be difficult because it's very expensive to digitize them and also to preserve them in the format, their original format. Um, yeah, they have digital yeah. decay and they have mm -hmm. yeah. backups on hard drives and servers in multiple locations sometimes. Yes, uh, you really do uh, need, um, um, if you're really serious about digitizing materials, um, you need to have uh, several experts. Uh, you need the IT person who knows all the ins and outs of uh, um, computers and uh, backing up um, hard drives and uh, um, you know saving things in various uh, digital formats. And then, well, and then you need the uh, librarian who's uh, aware of uh, what the standards are in the profession. And um, really, uh, at this. Age. Um, in the profession, you kind of have to hope that those formats will still be um, playable 50 or 100 years from now, or at least transferable into another format that will be there in the future. So that's the problem with uh, digitization. No one really knows um, what things will be like 50 or 100 years from now. Um, yeah, even here at our music library, they had talks years ago, a couple years ago about transferring all our CD and vinyl to, you know, digital uh -huh. libraries. And yeah. then there's all the copyright issues or licensing issues and yeah. streaming and yeah. space. It's all complicated. Yeah. Well, you know, as you said, you mentioned copyright issues, you know, um, <clears throat> um, that shows that, you know, you need um, other professionals who know a lot about that sort of uh, information, um, you know, in libraries. Um, so, you know, libraries, they have a, a wide diversity of uh, professionals uh, who help make, uh, you know, collections available or, or make things run in libraries today. So, And um, what other libraries do you have experience in besides uh, archiving library? I work uh, part-time at Irvine Valley College uh, Library, and I work on the uh, general reference desk there. And um, yeah, I hope the uh, uh, students usually find uh, um, articles for their papers and, uh, and books that we have in the, in the library there. Um, it's a very different library to work in because it's much smaller than UCI. Um, um, but I think um, overall we usually have what they're looking for because the uh, faculty there do a, a pretty good job of tailoring their assignments to uh, what's available in the library at IVC. And how do you see libraries changing in the future? I hear they're getting um, rid of a lot of printed collections, make, moving it to digital. More people want things yeah. accessible from their own laptop, you know, with the <clears throat> rights. Yeah. Well, I think the print's going to be around for a while, but there's definitely a trend to go more digital. Um, and actually, there's a somewhat related uh, report um, called uh, Taking Our Pulse um, that Jackie Dooley wrote. Uh, she works at OCLC now.
And that um, sort of talks about um, the stat- current status of special collections and archives and how um, a bit about how um, um, professionals are trying to deal with uh, born digital materials because um, uh, right now um, more and more collections that library or archives are receiving uh, contain born digital materials. And that's basically materials that were created on someone's computer. You know, they, they aren't available in printed format. So, like um, a PDF, perhaps? Yeah, a PDF or just a, usually a Word document or an Excel document. Um, trying to make those available with the papers uh, can be difficult. Um, uh, and it requires the expertise of several different employees, uh, you know, people who know a lot about computers and people who know about the archives pr- profession um, and that sort of thing. So. And archives are very unique to libraries because archives have unique materials where libraries have, you know, the same materials maybe all over the United States, but archives are very unique to... Yeah. Yeah, um, archives tend to contain um, unique items that are only available there, but that's not always true. Um, I think that uh, maybe in the future, it's really hard to say what exactly is going to happen, but in the future, I definitely see a trend of um, of uh, libraries cutting down on the number of print serials. I mean, they already are, but... Um, maybe even almost eliminating them from their collections or consolidating them into one area um, that they can interlibrary loan them as needed. Um, for instance, you know, the UCs may eventually just have their print serials that uh, either NRLF or SRLF, and if people need access to them, they can request them through interlibrary loan. Um, so the future could be a building, a big building just full of... Computer labs. Computer labs, and um, I think print books are still uh, pretty popular. Uh, people still like to be able to read, uh, you know, the print uh, source if it's a long publication like a book. Um, now, what do you think of the new uh, electronic books they have out? Well, those are uh, neat, but the problem with those is um, I think uh, most of them you can't really see diagrams or pictures. It's just text, oh. um, uh, at least with like with Kindle, I think. I don't really know much about the um, the e- those type of uh, ebook readers. Um, yeah, I haven't looked at them at all. I just assume they're like laptops or no, smartphones. Um, but you know, reading off of a laptop screen is really hard on your eyes, yeah. and it's hard to highlight and take notes and, and write things down. So um, I think that the ebook uh, readers they still have a ways to go before they become practical for today's uh, society, or at least the way people use sources now. And what um, special collections do you have where you work specifically? Is there one big group of um, items you have collected there that people don't know about, I think? Um, well, um, I'm not sure. I, I can just talk about what we have. We have mostly um, archives and books uh, about uh, uh, critical theory and um, also uh, California and Orange County history. Uh, we have a pretty strong dance collection. And an artist book uh, collection, we were pretty strong with that. And we have a, a decent sized uh, small press collection, too. So. Oh, do you have a lot of people coming in to look at the Orange County history? Yeah, we definitely do. Um, Orange County um, history, and um, <clears throat> particularly um, Irvine, you know, the, it's like a planned um, a city. 
and, and so is UCI, so people like to study that a lot. And um, also people, the, our critical theory archive is heavily used too by even people throughout the whole world. We get people from England traveling to look at that collection. Oh, yeah, that's special that there's archives specific to regions, you know, like I think in Illinois they have the Lincoln archives, and is it Berkeley has Mark Twain? and Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, they have Mark Twain, yeah, yeah. So that's neat to see the original documents and uh-huh. their old formats. So yeah. do you have things um, that are pretty old up there? Uh, we do have some uh, old books. Um, those are not as heavily as used. Uh, as our uh, newer stuff, though, but stuff that we only have, like our Derrida papers or um, the, um, I'm just trying to think of some other collections. It's kind of hard on the spot, but, yeah. you know, um, or Paul DeMond, we've, that's been being used a lot. Um, yeah, so um, it doesn't really have to be old to be of interest uh, to people. Um, it's just, just rare. It's just unique, and only we have that stuff, so... Um, we're the only place they can come to get that uh, collection. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So do you prefer working in an archive or working in a library? I prefer working in a special collections and archives because we have a, a lot of uh, unique materials. And generally the researchers that we have in our um, area are really engaged with the materials. And it's really exciting to them uh, look at the materials and help them. Um, typically we spend a, a lot longer helping them find stuff on their topic than we do with people who um, are just looking for general stuff in the stack. So. You have a finding aids online. Um, that's what's great yeah. to look at before coming in even to an archive uh-huh. since I think archives have limited hours as well. They do, especially now with the way the budgets are. But um, People can go to the Online Archive of California and look at finding aids for um, collections across all of California um, in the UC system, Cal State, and um, many other uh, museums and other institutions. What was that website? The Online Archive of California. They can just search for that in Google and it'll pop right up. And people can search that stuff for free. And then they would usually have to go in to look at the collections uh, in person. Yeah, I tried that last time I went down to the university archives here on campus, and yeah. I don't remember yeah using that page before, but it's very helpful. Yeah, there is some digitized content on that page. Uh, you just have to look for it, so so it's not totally unavailable, but there is some that's digitized. So. That's great for digital archives access online. People should check out. Yeah, yeah. I want to remind everyone you're listening to our guest today is Andrew Jones, librarian and archi- archivist. Well, he's the Special Collections and Archives Coordinator here. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. We'd like to um, invite everyone into the discussion of libraries and archives in our digital future. We have... Um, guests every week and I'm glad you could contribute to the topics well thank you for having your knowledge no problem anything uh, do you have any um, contact info you want to give or just invite people to come down and visit I would just invite people to um, go to the um, library homepage and then search for the special collections and archives website and we have quite a bit of information on that website about what we have in our collection 
Um, currently, we're undergoing renovations, but we should be opening back up in the middle of January or so, um, and uh, then people have, have full access to our collections. Oh, good. What are you guys renovating? Well, they're totally renovating the reading room because we're located on the we're located on the fifth floor of the Langston Library, and they're redoing the reading room and um, this the office area and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it should be a really nice. Uh, uh, reading room for uh, people to uh, look at our collections in. So. Well, that'll yeah. be great to look forward to. And yeah. the website's special.lib.uci.edu. That's correct, yeah. So thank you once again. And everybody, this has been Andrew Jones on Our Digital Future, Fridays at 4 p.m. KUCI, and I'm Ziba Z. Until next time, we're going to end the show with some Hey Mercedes as we started it. And thank you again, Andrew. Oh, no problem. Talk to you later. Okay. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Bye. Here's um, Hey Mercedes with the song Stay Six and 